What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, aka the Kimura King, aka the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And today we are going to be talking about a theme in my life that, you know, sometimes I didn't follow, but when I do follow it, when I do follow it, everything is literally taken to the next level. My entire life is reshaped. I'm a lot more productive. I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. And it's something that I feel like our entire population, our world just lacks. And if everybody just had a little more of it, that we would just be so much more successful as a species. And the word... I am looking for is consistency. Today I'm going to give you examples of my life and where I was consistent consistent and and where it led me and what it can do for you. And as a gym owner, I see so many people just they're consistent for a little and they quit. I see people in their workouts they're consistent for a little and they quit. But the world champions, the people that really making a huge difference in the world, they're not that talented. They're not that special. They're just consistent. They show up every fucking day. Doesn't matter, rain or shine, 10 degrees, 100 degrees, it don't matter. They're showing up. And I feel like in this episode, I'm really going to give you some good life examples of mine and other people I know where it really changed your life and I really hope it changes yours. But before we do that, make sure to follow me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K on Instagram, my gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu and the podcast at Rambling with Rack. All right, guys, enjoy the episode and let's start. Consistency is king in everything, in literally Everything in academics, in working out, in studying, in knowledge, in spirituality, in relationships, in everything, everything. Consistency is king. First thing I really want to talk about is consistency in my workout program involving the lower body. Okay. Um, so. Jimmy House has me doing um, calf raises and tibia raises. Calves are in the, lo- the muscles of your lower legs. The tibia are, are the muscles in the front of your lower legs. So growing up, my calves just wouldn't really grow. So I'm like, fuck this. I don't care about this shit. I'm just not going to do calves anymore. The amount of bang for your buck that you get, in my opinion, just wasn't worth it, man. So I'm like, fuck it. Once in a while, I would do like, uh, you know, a couple calf raises, a couple of tibia raises. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not growing. So I'm just not going to do it. But with all the other body parts, I saw faster results. I'd do shrugs, whatever. I see my traps blow up right away. And then Jimmy House told me, forget about, forget about size, forget about strength for a second. Did you know that your calf muscles are directly responsible for knee stability? Then I thought about it like, 
the back of your knee is literally inserted into your fucking calf like the calf muscle connects to the hamstring muscle and what body part is right there your fucking knee so so ask yourself why aren't you training your calves um when you throw a punch you know it's coming directly from your calves when you're standing and you're shooting you have to go on your toes you have to be on your calves so I said, you know what? I'm just going to put my faith in this program. Let's fucking do it. So I would often superset it, all right? I would do like, um, I would do squats. I mean, I would do squats, lunges, etc. And I'd superset my uh, calf raises with my tibia raises. Didn't really, it, it was a good superset. And didn't really see any results in week one. Didn't really see results in week two didn't really see results in week three but then at week four i just noticed my legs are so much more stable when i walk my feet my my lower legs just feel so much more stable when i'm doing jujitsu and i'm locking in triangles when i'm locking in body triangles it doesn't hurt anymore when i'm doing the lock because i have so much muscle now padding my knee and my ankles uh, I feel so much more stability and cushioning. My calves didn't grow that much. My tibia didn't grow that much. But I feel, I feel the muscles there. I feel the stability there. And it was all because of consistency. I just kept my faith in the program. Um, I do lower body twice a week, upper body twice a week. So I make sure not to miss them. And man, has it made a world of a difference. The next thing I want to talk about is consistency as far as my arm workout. I don't know how old I was when I just started. Probably my early 20s, maybe 21. I just said, I'm sick and tired of working out for uh, bodybuilding reasons. I want to work out for strength. Because strength relates more to other things like sports. So I changed my workout a lot. I stopped doing like the dumbbell flies. I stopped doing bicep curls. Because Brian Alzrue says, he's from Never Sate. He said, what's harder on your body? Curling a 10-pound dumbbell or doing rows with a 100-pound dumbbell? And I thought to myself, the rows with the 100-pound dumbbell, the pull-ups. So why the fuck am I even doing curls anymore? So I literally stopped doing curls for like a decade. Um, I still did triceps because very important to do triceps for pushing, for benching. But the biceps, I'm, like, I'm getting enough bicep work with pull-ups, with rows, etc. And in my new workout program, I have bicep curls in there, forearm curls in there. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, why, why has he got me doing this? Did he just mash up some bullshit program for me? And then um, I said, whatever, let's have some faith in the program. Um, Another thing, when I did try to do arms, it's always at the end of my workout. So after I've done bench, after I've done overhead press, it's like, oh, God, the last thing I want to do is fucking bicep curls. So now what I do is I do them in the beginning of my workout. I literally start my workout with curls and um, I do skull crushers one-armed. And I still have a pretty productive workout. It takes some weight off of your main lift, but the fact that I'm getting it done is great. 
my arms started growing huge. Big to the point where literally everybody's been complimenting me. My own students, when I go to other gyms, everyone like, yo, you're getting big. You're getting strong. Like, my arms were blown the fuck up. And I love that, you know. I know I'm not supposed to be lifting for that reason. But, man, it's fucking good to get complimented. Um, number two, uh, when I get someone in a rear naked strangle, um, it's is my not my forearms but my arms my biceps that really burn out and um that's not happening anymore the row it works a certain part of your arm but the part of your arm that is lifting weights upward that wasn't really getting worked out and now not only are my arms bigger they're thicker and they could deal with more when i get a body lock it just feels ridiculously fucking strong when I get a grip on someone, it feels ridiculously fucking strong. And this is all because of consistency. I knew that if I waited to the end of my workout, I'm not going to do arms. So I do it in the beginning of the workout. I knew if I waited from the end of my workout to do abs, I wouldn't do it. I do it in the beginning. I knew that I wouldn't want to do grips, so I do it in the beginning. And it's been giving me great returns. Consistency. If you want to be good at something, consistency is king. Um, I started in maybe December doing mounted triangles because Jason Rao taught a really nice one. And I'm like, hey, man, <clears throat> this could work. This could work. I'm like 5'10", around 200 pounds, 190, 200 pounds. So I probably have the worst frame you could ever imagine for triangles. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bother trying to get a good at this because like I don't have long legs it's a long limb kind of move so I just you know I'll do I'll do like a back triangle that'll work but as far as traditional triangle and all that eh never really cared much until I got submit by John Calstein who is five foot three 130 pounds not only did he triangle me, he body triangled me, and it was a really good body triangle. So I asked him, and he, and he gave me some adjustments to work with, and I was able to, to better myself with that. He showed me a really nice triangle from the armbar, EBI armbar position. I was able to hit that, but I even gave up on that after a while. I'm like, bro, you're never going to be good at triangles. Don't waste your skill points on this when you could be getting better at body lock passing or whatever. So I said, fuck it. Then I said, no, you know what? I'm getting bored of body lock passing, Kimura. I mean, how many times am I going to Kimura someone? How many times am I going to heel hook someone? Like, it it wasn't even satisfying anymore in training. If I Kimura or heel hooked someone, I'm like, bro, fuck this. I never want to do this again. Enough. So I started doing triangles mounted. My mounted triangles started getting good. And every once in a while, from the mounted triangle, someone would, like, bridge. And I would either completely lose the position or I would land on my side. Then when I landed on my side, I'm like, oh, shit, here we could do a three-fourth triangle. And I was finishing those. And then I would get swept fully to the point where I was on my back. I'm like, oh, wait, from the mounted triangle, 
I could strategically put myself in a traditional triangle and finish. And then I started doing back triangles again. Then I started doing triangles from the arm bar again. And then I realized triangles open up so many other submissions. They open arm bars. They open umapladas. They open leg locks. They open kimuras, umapladas, um, americanas. And then I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why? why what, what the fuck have I, what have I been doing this whole time? So consistency, again, don't give up on a move. I remember Gary Tonin told me, the high elbow guillotine, he wanted to give up on it. But then John would just tell him, you're not giving up on it. I'm just not going to teach you anything else until you get good at it. And he got good at high elbow guillotines. He got good at reversals. And it opened so many doors. So check with your coach. See if a submission is for you. And relentlessly go for it. Like, I don't even hold people down anymore. I'm just always going for triangles. And if another submission opens up, I go for that. So consistency, once again, in life is king. Another thing I want to talk about consistency-wise is um, working out. So um, when I first started training at Henzo Gracie Academy, I thought I was a tough guy. I'm like, I train seven days a week. You know, I train freaking Monday through Sunday and I go to the gym. Then when I came to Henzo's and I watched Gordon Ryan, Gary Tonin, and I'm like, these motherfuckers train twice a day, every day. Sometimes they will train three times a day, every day. And I'm like, how the hell do they do it? And I found out that the secret is to not go 110% every session. If you could go to your sessions and stay controlled, if you could train, you know, 75% strength, but you go every day, you could you could last a long time. But if you go and you try to go 100% every day, you're going to be completely burnt out. Your central nervous system is going to be burnt out by the third day and you're not going to be able to do it. It's just too hard on your body. And it would not be smart to even try that. And I've had to learn that the hard way many times. Sometimes, you know, I'll be going 75% and then and then I go against a tough dude and I'm like, fuck it, let's fucking go. Then I go against another tough guy, fuck it, let's go. And another tough guy. And before I know it, I'm freaking completely spent. But if you can go with the mindset of you do one one day hard, one day light, one day hard, one day light. So for me right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I start every roll on the feet and I go hard. Tuesday, Thursday, every roll I pull guard. And I try to go at a little bit of a slower pace and I'm able to do six days a week, twice a day with very little problems. Um, anything more than that at my age, and being that I'm not on testosterone-related replacement therapy, it, it's going to be a little tougher. I could maybe get a drilling session in. I might do that. But Faraz Zahabi said, you know, you take a guy who does, you know, uh, 50 pull-ups in a day, burnt out the next day until next week. Or you take the guy that does 10 pull-ups, but every day. At the end of the week, he did 70 pull-ups. 
and he's going to get stronger than the guy who did 50. So try to think of jujitsu like that. If you're in a sport like powerlifting, where you have where what you are measuring is your max exertion, a lot of powerlifters only train three to four times a day because you have to go your absolute hardest. You know, you have to hit, see what your one rep max is. And you can't go to the gym the day after that. You're going to be shot. So consistency as far as training, um, that's usually the mentality I have. 2016 was a very, very special year in my life um, where I was um, very consistent with my meditation. Um, Every day, lunchtime. And I would just do it once a day, every day, lunchtime. I would go, I would get lunch because I worked at this shithole, uh, DeVito and company, whatever the fuck it was called, anyway, in Munaki. And there was like three people that worked there. So I literally went into work, barely talked to anyone all day. And then I would, um, and then I would lunchtime go get Chinese food take um, a little walk and then go in my car and I would meditate. I would meditate for five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. It's nothing special, but it was every single day. Um, and w- one thing I realized that I did in 2016 that was just very special. Number one, I started my accounting firm. Um, I'm going to do people's tax returns. I'm going to charge a hundred bucks, very cheap, um, get a lot of clients and holy shit, man, did I do a damn good job? Um, I did a shit ton of tax returns. I made decent amount of money for one on my own. And that business today is my main gig. (laughs) And it was all because of that year. I would, I would, um, get clients um and i was when i was done with my tax work at work i would train some jujitsu go home and do like one or two tax returns so i was working really hard and over time word of mouth i got more and more clients and um and that's my current business today executive financial solutions um for those of you who wonder the gym is not my main um business it's my accounting firm i do taxes so with the meditation i was very consistent with that i got so consistent to the point where i'm like i want to take this to the next level i saw jerry seinfeld do a um speech on transcendental meditation i'm like oh wow andy kaufman did it jerry seinfeld did it. a lot of people do it let's try it um i go i sign up when I get there, there's this fucking weirdo. It's in Ramsey, literally waiting at the door for me. It was so creepy. He goes, to start, you need to buy an orange and uh, apple and two leaves. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you maybe want to tell me this earlier? I'm like, I, I guess I'll go buy that now and I'll come back. He's like, don't worry. My assistant will go get it. Assistant goes and gets it. He st- was he speaking Hindi? I don't know. Maybe twenty minute bullshit murmuring mumbo jumbo. 
And I'm sitting there watching him and I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? What did I just get myself into? And I am fucking ashamed of how much I paid. That Jerry Seinfeld freaking shit where he talked about, I'm like, oh man, uh, you know, this will take me to the next level. So telling you how to do transcendental meditation, all this bullshit, all these stupid speeches, literally couple sessions of him watching me meditate. So I literally close my eyes in a chair and he's there watching me. Um, I paid a lot of money. I thought they were private lessons, but there was just one other idiot there and super annoying, just asking the dumbest questions. Um, they tell me, I forgot what the word was. You know, when people say, um, um, like there's a word you say when you meditate Oh, your mantra, your mantra, so stupid. And he goes, listen, I'm going to tell you your mantra. It's unique and special, but you cannot tell anyone what it is. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he goes, it's Shiring. I'm like, okay. So he said, you have to repeat that over and over when you meditate. And I'm like, okay. And then the guy I was doing the meditation with, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do my mantra reminds me of something well well, you have to and he was about to say he's like don't say it in front of him turns out a couple years later i'm on a date with this beautiful chinese comedian and she told me she did transcendental meditation i'm like what was your mantra she's like well we weren't allowed to tell anyone i can't tell you i'm like come on (laughs) you really think they're gonna fucking care they're gonna catch you she's like all right all right it was shiring I'm like, oh, what a surprise. Me too. (laughs) So I just had a bad taste in my mouth for meditation because of that. Just horrible, horrible, traumatic experience. So I kind of just didn't meditate for a while because as soon as I would meditate, I would just think about transcendental meditation and I would want to fucking vomit. Total scam, total cult. Don't do it. Um, As of recent, I keep trying to get back into it. I keep doing these 20-minute, half-an-hour meditations where I'm like, that was awesome. And then I forget. I set alarms. I do everything, and I still forget. But what I've been doing lately, which has been really helping, is I know that when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to remember, and before I go to bed, I'm going to remember. So what I do is when I wake up, brush my teeth, Before I get ready, I sit down on the floor five minutes. No more, no less, because I know I could do that. Five minutes. Um, Before I go to bed, five minutes. Every single day. And I've seen massive, massive improvements in my mental clarity, in my creativity, in my overall mental health. Um, And I really think everybody should try meditation. I don't do anything fancy. I didn't download the app Calm. You literally sit there. And you think of nothing. You just listen to yourself breathe. Because your brain, your brain, when you're awake, your brain's working. When you're asleep, your brain's working. Your brain never gets a break. When you meditate and you don't think of anything, that's really the only break your brain gets. And when your brain gets that little recharge session and it turns back on, you're superhuman. So I definitely think if you're listening to this, you should meditate. And you need to be consistent. If you are not consistent, you're not going to feel it. I didn't feel it for the first 
week. I didn't feel it for the first two weeks. Then at the two-week mark, I'm like, holy shit, everything's coming together. I've noticed huge differences in my podcasts, huge differences in my jujitsu and my business, everything. So again, guys, consistency is king. Consistency and one other thing that has helped me a lot is a diet. I know a lot of people love to do keto, they like to do the carnivore diet, they like to do this, that, this, that, and it always ends up, they end up losing weight for like a month and then they just stop, you get fat again. You may be asking yourself, why does this happen? Is, is this sustainable? Is this something you can do? <clears throat> um, can you lose weight? Can you consistently stay this way? And the answer is usually no. Like you can't, I mean, I know some people that do pure carnivore, some people that just are always on keto, but will you be able to do that the rest of your life? I found something that was I could easily be consistent with. I, I hate breakfast. When I wake up, the last thing I'm thinking about is eating. Um, I literally will feel like I'm throwing up if I try to eat breakfast and I've always been this way but I would force myself oh breakfast is the most important meal of the day um, so intermittent fasting I would wake up at around 7 I would get on the train go to Henzo's do 10, 10 a.m. comp class 12.30 p.m. John's class and by the time I had my first meal it would be about 3 or 4 o'clock um, and that was pretty sustainable at around between training session. I would have like a Gatorade or something. So it wouldn't be considered real intermittent fasting because you're not allowed to have any calories, but I would get up. I would have a small coffee with milk and one sugar. I would, uh, have a Gatorade between sessions and I was able to lose a shit ton of weight. Uh, when I joined Henzo's, I think I was around jujitsu without <coughs> any diet got me from two thirty to around 205. I got from 205 to 190 by just following intermittent fasting. So let's say you want to diet. Ask yourself, is this something I can do long term? Before you have your big meal, your fatty burger, could I have a bowl of Brussels sprouts before? Yes, it's not that hard. You have that bowl of Brussels sprouts you're going to be half full and you're probably going to have half the amount of food that you'd usually eat. Let's say you're having a steak. Have a bowl of uh, spinach. By the time you're done with that spinach, you can only eat about half of what you thought you were going to eat. You know? So could you add vegetables to your diet? Yes. Could you add fruits to your diet? Yes. Oh, but vegetables go bad. No problem. Go buy frozen vegetables. Put them in your fucking freezer. When you're ready to eat them, Put them in the microwave, you know, stuff like that. Um, can I stop drinking sugary drinks? For a lot of people, they are. For me, I fucking love sugary drinks. So what I like to do, I'll take, you know, grape juice, apple juice, whatever. And instead of drinking it straight, it's too sweet for me. I will add half water. And after that, I'll just have all water. I'll maybe have one sugary drink every couple of days, but I don't cut it off because I know if I try to cut it off, it'll it'll be. Ugh. I love to eat something sweet after I eat, like a chocolate or something. 
Um, instead of that, I'll have fruits. Is that sustainable? Yes, because fruits are still awesome. You know, so those are the things I mean when I mean be consistent. You don't have to do this crazy revolutionary diet where you change everything. You have to make small changes. I know people that instead of eating, they ate whatever the fuck they wanted. Instead of having a Cinnabon, <coughs> they would have half a Cinnabon. Instead of having a burger, they have half a burger. And they were able to lose weight. It's just these small, consistent changes, you know. Um, let's say, as as far as the sugary drinks, you go from half sugary to, to water, to sugary drinks a couple times a week, to no times a week. Changes have to be made over time. So there you have it, guys. Consistency is king. I hope you guys liked the episode. I hope you guys learned a lot about it. If you would like to add anything, please send me a DM on at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, and at Rambling with Rack on Instagram. Please check my gym website at immortalsjujitsu.com. Uh, guys, please support the podcast. Give it five stars on iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you so much for your support. Um, you know, when I first started this, I was like, yeah, this will be fun. I'll make a podcast, whatever. And then now it has 10,000 views. And people walk up to me at tournaments like, bro, your podcast changed my life. And I'm like just in complete shock. I never thought, I never thought. I would get to this point, you know, like I was on the Nikki Rod podcast and a lot of people would come up to me for that. Like, oh, you're the fucking Sultan of Strangles on the Nikki Rod podcast. But now people are coming up to me for my podcast and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for helping me make my dream come true. Um, Next episode is going to be I'm not sure yet. I'll figure it out. But until then. Keep sharing, keep supporting. Love you guys. Have an amazing day.